Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. My name is Cody Beekman, and with me as always is Nick Adams. Hey, what's up? Hello. Today we have such an amazing guest. We have Jody Anderson. Jody, tell us a little bit about yourself so all the listeners know where you're coming from. Thank you for having me on. First of all, I'm, I'm very honored. Um, I am, I'm hailing from Minnesota, the state of hockey, of course, and I have written uh, four books on hockey. Oh, and we're so excited to hear it. Uh, we're going to get all into that, a little bit about your books, your, uh, hockey mom culture, but first, we do like to kick off the episode with a little bit of league talk, and... I'm actually really excited about this one. This kind of happened like uh, a, a while ago. Uh, Tim Stutzla just recently um, signed his $8 million eight-year contract. Uh, and, I mean, that's great for him because, I mean, he is a rising star in the, in the sport of hockey. But what really blew me away was, like, the reason why he was so excited about uh, signing the contract and seeing that we have a hockey parent on with us today uh, I just want to go over what he said and get your uh, get your feelings from it so what he was so excited about and he said this verbatim is that his mom and dad would never have to work another day in in their lives again um, as a hockey parent uh, what does that mean to you to see like a young rising star in the NHL make that kind of comment about their contract oh my gosh what a touching thing to do for his mom and dad i'm sure he's very aware of all the blood sweat and tears that they have put into helping him along with his career and what a nicer thank you than to say something like that and do something like that for his parents yeah, absolutely, and I mean, it's it's really touching to see, like, such a young guy say that, you know, like, uh, a lot of, you know, maybe more negative people out, out there in the world are like, you know, this generation's greedy or selfish, and it, I, thought, I thought it was just great to see a young guy really say something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%. It was just really touching. I thought about it as, like, myself personally, how... You know, I would treat my parents. That's exactly the way I would want to go about things. I made it big. You got me here. You took me to all those practices. Put your feet up. I did it. I made it. And, and I mean, it, it really is. It's, it's touching. I mean, just like you said, all the blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, it's not just the player that went through it. It is, like, it is the, the family members, the, the moms and the dads out there that's you know, taking them to all these 5 a.m. practices, taking them across, you know, the country or, or wherever have you, and really being like a supportive backbone for uh, for these players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, parents, not only just the parents, I'm going to have to say, uh, especially in our situation, being have, having so many in sports, it was grandparents, it was uncles, it was aunts that we had to go to also to help us get kids to tournaments. You know, if there were tournaments all over, the, all over, we needed help with that. So I want to say it's not just the parents that step up the, to the plate. We were very, very fortunate to have some grandparents that would help us out as well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, the mom and the dad, they, they got to work. So you do have that kind of secondary support that'll, you know, if if need be, get get you to that uh, practice or that, that tournament. And that one tournament or game could mean uh, 
them getting into a league like the NHL, you know, getting them discovered. So it is, it's a huge uh, uh, support net. And, uh, like, that's what we really try to, like, praise on the show is, like, a huge support system for players, for fans, for, you know, hockey moms. You know, it's it's very important. Yeah, it, re- it really is. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought that was such a treat, and it was kind of, like, fortuitous that we we had you on, like, right after that happened, so I really, I wanted to get your uh, kind of look at it, uh, but good for good for Tim, good for his parents, and uh, we're really excited to see w- what he's going to do moving forward. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely this year, big year to see if he can, I mean, earn that money. I mean, we already know that he did, but... He's got to step up and prove that he can play that way now. But either way, he's being a good person, doing the right thing, taking care of his family. So you you mentioned that you're out in Minnesota. Um, obviously, you got to be a Minnesota Wild fan. Um, what do you kind of think of the uh, team this year, and what are you what are you excited to see from them moving forward? Well, it's interesting you should ask ask that. Um... I actually have a very good friend who's an aunt of one of the players on the Minnesota Wild. Um, and I've been lucky enough to touch base with, with him, and that would be Jordan Greenway. Um, oh, really? very funny. nice. Jordan Greenway's brother just had his tryout with the Boston Bruins. So we've got that little rival going on between the two boys. Um, I like what Billy Guerin is doing. I respect every move that he has made. Um, was I sad to see Parisian Suter go? Nope, not one bit. Um, the money, yep, that was another thing. That was too bad we had to deal with that. Oh, but yeah. what Garen is doing, he's, he's built a very friendly locker room, and I don't think we had that before. I think there was a cancer in the locker room, and I believe Billy G got rid of that cancer. So going forward, I see positive things happening for them. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned, like, Zach Parise and Ryan Suter leaving because, like, uh, especially Suter's last year, I mean, you could even see Dean Evason, like, the head coach, he'd, I mean, he'd scratch him or he'd be sitting him, so it... It kind of seems that maybe, you know, they, uh, like, they might have had a hand in that toxicity in the locker room. But I, I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, Billy Garen, he, like, he, he's... He's basically managing the team like he used to play, like no fear, like absolutely just uh, let's get up and go and you know what, we can make this happen. And I kind of feel like that's how he was on the ice just as much as he is in the front office. Yeah, I don't think he puts up with any crap, so to speak. You put your big boy pants on and you go out there and play the way you're supposed to. There's no jealousy. Do you have jealousy issues? See you, bye. Yep, they yep. got all at the door. And, I mean, I think we saw that with him getting rid of Cam Talbot. I was just going to say I, that uh, Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury situation, I think we showed that Billy Guerin right there doesn't play around. Cam Talbot showed that he was upset, asked for a trade. Billy Guerin said bye. Well, yep. It's going to be exciting. I mean, uh, uh, last year, I mean, uh, disappointing is it for the playoffs, but I think they're really going to turn this around. And, I mean, uh, he's making great steps for sure. So, um, yeah, so a uh, great league talk. Uh, just before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, we are going to kick it over to Dave Zamboni's for Dave Zamboni's pick of the week. Take it away, Dave. Take some 
Hey, Beaks, Dave Zamboni here with your Zamboni Song of the Week. My pick this week is uh, a, a song off our first record, and it's basically a life lesson. Um, it was written about a drummer friend of ours who literally never kept his head in the game. He would, like, even... Uh, the true story, he went to wipe his butt in our apartment, and he ran out, and the, the, the paper was trailing him on the rug, and it was just... You got to keep your head in the game. That's a true story. And that's what this song's kind of about. You just, you got to just stay focused. Uh, it's called Head in the Game. And uh, it's also, I don't know, it just came out of nowhere. And it's, it's a rocker. We really, we love it. It's one of my favorite songs to play live. All right, man. Have a great day. Hockey rocks. Thank you as always, Dave. We always love the 
Zamboni's Pick of the Week. Remember, guys, you can always hear them on Spotify and Bandcamp. Their entire discography is going for $32 right now over on Bandcamp. So swing over there, buy some hockey music, and support the boys. They're, they're great guys, and they totally deserve it. So uh, with that said, let's get back into the conversation with Jody. Um, so, Jody, uh, really, um, to start it out, let's just get a little bit of background info. I mean, did you play hockey as a kid, or at, like, how did you kind of become the hockey mom that you are? Oh, it's interesting. No, um, I, I did not play hockey as a child. Um, although my dad grew up in Roseau, Minnesota, which is big hockey country up there, uh, moved us down to a quarter horse farm, and that's kind of where I was raised, a 100-acre quarter horse farm. Um, and then I was married, and um, one, our youngest son came home with a little blue piece of paper just yelling off the bus. He was just so darn excited. Just, I thought, what the heck has he got? And he's just waving this paper like, no tomorrow. And he comes running in the house, Mom, I can play hockey. I want to play hockey. I can play hockey for free. Look, look, look. And I thought, yeah, I don't think hockey's free, but let me take a look. And then <laughs> go to find out that where we lived at the time, any first-year player, whether you would be a squirt, peewee, bantam, didn't matter. Your first year of hockey was free. Your equipment, your ice time, it was a way to get you um, into the game, put it that way. So your first year was definitely free. Unfortunately, my son fell in love with the game day one. There was no turning back after day one. So that's how I became a hockey mom. Well, that's a that's an incredible program. I mean, like uh, now nowadays out here in Denver, we have the uh, we have the the Avs Mini Mites kind of like learn to play camp, and I mean even though still that that still costs two hundred dollars. So I mean to have a program like that where any first year player can play for free is, I mean it's incredible. It's such a great way to ex- uh, like make the sport more accessible. Uh, what were your first like? Uh, Besides, like, oh, I'm going to spend a lot of money on uh, on equipment. What was your thoughts about your, uh, your kid, like, playing uh, hockey? Were you, were you worried or anything about getting, like, getting injured? Or, like, how much did you guys really, like, know about the game before he started playing? Um, I knew about the game. Of course, being in Minnesota, you just, you know about the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But as far as the expense and all of that, you know, like I mentioned before, I grew up on a 100-acre quarter horse farm, and I tell everybody, I really believe that that prepared me to be a hockey mom. And the reason was we had 42 head of horses on this place, so it was just as expensive. We traveled all over the country, and it was just as time-consuming. So it really rolled into the hockey mom part for me really easy. It, it, I never gave it a second thought. Was I worried that he would get Jeremy or Aunt Katie would get hurt? No, I, I, I just have never, I never thought about it because I don't think it's one of those things that you can control. Um, so why worry about something that you, you can't do anything about anyway? Go out there, have a good time, and, and we'll see what happens from there. True, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, sometimes you just got to buckle it up and go out there, skate hard, and whatever happens, happens. That's right. Yeah, just as Wayne said, Wayne Gretzky says you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. 100%. 
All right, Jody, I wanted to transition in here a little bit. I am really curious about uh, your Hockey Mom book and what exactly inspired you to write it. I mean, obviously being a hockey mom, but you have to go through a lot of things and a lot of events have to happen to acquire enough, you know, stories to tell. So what inspired you to put pen to paper here? Um, that's interesting as well because I didn't want to do it. Um, I, I work for a publisher um, and I came into work. Like all hockey moms, you just have all these stories about your kids playing the game. and tournaments, there's usually more stories than just a regular hockey game. So one day my boss came out and said, okay, I've heard enough. You need to write a book. I, I love this Ella idea. And I went, nope. No, I'm not going to do that. I like my job. I don't want it to sell five copies and you hate me and fire me. So, you know, I know what it takes to market the book. I know what it takes, you know, to sell the book. I, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. So the next day I go in and there's a contract on my desk. And my boss comes around the corner and says, oh, do you see what's on your desk? And I went, yes, sir, I do. And he says, well, I'll sign that or you're fired. I'm what? <laughs> and he goes, I'm kidding. I'm really kidding. But he said, I did some research, and there is nothing on the market, nothing on the market as we're, what we want to do with this book. So I pretty much said, okay, let's give it a go. So six months later, the, the book was actually produced, and we did okay with it, <laughs> as now we're rolling into a second edition. See, that's that's incredible. So, like, the whole thing, you're worried about getting fired if it doesn't do well. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you're, you're going to be fired if you don't do it. So, uh, like, what were, what were your other, like, kind of hesitations, like, kind of like the ups and downs, like, actually writing the book? Like, where did you find a lot of your inspiration? Um, well, I, when I first started it, being it, you know, it was so, such funny stories that I had. We thought, well, we'll just do a fun and cute little joke book. But I thought, I got to thinking, you know, I really don't want to do that. I want some meat to this, to the book. I, I want some, maybe I want to find some stories to thank hockey moms and all that they do for their players. So I started getting online and on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all those social media sites, asking for hockey mom stories. And it was amazing to me, the people that were so willing to give their story. Um, from Winnie Broke Brown, the USA Olympian, to Natalie Darwitz, to Mike Ruzioni, to, you know, all these people were just wanting to tell their story. Um, and my favorite story, of course, would be Mike Ruzioni. Um, I was on Twitter one night, and uh, I had had a glass of wine, so I had my courage up. I was ready to ask him the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> right? So I, I just gave him a little tweet, and I said, hey, Mike, I'm, I'm doing a story about hockey moms. I would love a story about you and your mom. Ten seconds later, he, call, he tweets back and says, I love this idea. Contact me at BU, and he gives me the number. So the next day I get up, and I contact him at Boston, and um, it goes into his voicemail. You know, a couple, three days go by, and I'm in my Jeep driving to, to a doctor's appointment, and the phone rings. Um, didn't recognize the number at all, so I thought, well, I'll just let it go to voicemail. <laughs> well, for some weird reason, the voicemail wasn't picking it up. So now I'm getting a little annoyed, so okay, fine. So I answer it, and I said, this is Jody. How can I help you? Kind of in a piss-poor mood, kind of. Right, and on like, the other why end, are you bothering yeah, me kind of way? Why are you bothering me? I'm driving. 
So anyway, the voice on the other end goes, hey, Jody, Mike Ruzioni here. Wow, you want to talk personality change? You got it. I just personality flipped right around. I said, oh, my gosh, Mike, how are you? And he said, I'm good. Let's do this. I love this idea. And I went, oh, man, Mike, I'm on my way to the doctor. I don't have any questions prepared for you. And he goes, that's okay. I'm headed to the airport. He said, what's my deadline? I said, well, we go to print in about three months. So he gave me a cell phone number, and he said, now, don't forget, don't forget you. I called because I really want to be in this book. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to blow Mike Arruzzioni off. Like, yeah, he, yeah, maybe I'll call him. Who knows, you know. But long story short, I got a great interview interview with him, and he's got six pages in the book. Wow, that's it's incredible. A, it's an amazing story. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I just love that, too. Just the complete 180 mood change. Just, oh, hey, it's, you know, the captain of the, probably the, you know, greatest upset ever, you know, just right. just a part of one of the biggest U.S. teams ever. No big exactly. deal. Now, uh, did you did you get to talk to Mike's mom at all, or was it just all through Mike? It's all from Mike. It's all from Mike, and it's just an incredible story. And I don't, I just don't want to give anything away on it because right. it's just one thing. I will tell me, tell you is he said to me, "You have to realize that hockey moms weren't hockey moms back in my day when I was playing." So his mom would give him 50 cents to go practice at the arena. She had eight other kids to worry about. Wow. And there were times where Mike didn't even have the 50 cents, but the arena manager said, oh, just bring a dollar the next time. His mom would work harder or overtime to make sure that he had that dollar so that he could practice. That's just one little thing that happened. That's a, that's unreal. And, ju- and that just goes right back to what we were saying at the beginning of the show, you know. I mean, huge support net, helping people out, uh, like being able to get them on the ice. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yep. Like um, so yeah. Not to give anything away, but how many other uh, how many other people were really kind of um, a part of this? Like how many how many stories did you get off of Twitter and Facebook and um, just uh, who who did you find for illustrating the book as well? Like, did you know oh. the the, uh, the illustrator, or uh, did you have to go out and find somebody for it? Uh, actually, I had I didn't have anything to do with the illustrator. That was totally the publisher. Um, he went out and found illustrators, and then I okayed which one we were going to use. Uh-huh. Um, we actually had, an, which is uh, no fault of their own, uh, a illustrator that was drawing some of the hockey illustrations, but they'd either have figure skates on or the gloves were like finger gloves. They weren't hockey gloves or... And I'm like, yeah, no, we can't. No, this isn't going to work. So that part was a little bit of a process. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, definitely I could imagine just looking at some of these pictures with some people that don't know and you just have, you know, whatever it is that you're looking at and you just know you're like, oh, yeah, that is definitely not going to work on that side that I'm trying to sell this to. Uh, The Minnesota Wild, um, I ended up in their NHL room which I don't know how many people know, but every arena, every NHL arena has an NHL room. And that is even for visiting uh, ex-NHL players. So they are welcome to go watch the game in this room. So there could be anywhere from Rangers to Penguins to Wild to all kinds of mix up in this room. And when I contacted the Minnesota Wild, they were more than willing to let me go up into this room. So I got a few NHL players uh, stories from there as well. 
Oh, that's incredible. Uh, just uh, just uh, who who uh, to, who'd you get uh, to tell you stories? Like were were they just as willing to talk as Mike was? Yeah, they. Like I said, it was such an easy. I shouldn't say easy book, but I know what it puts, takes to put a book together. These people, these men and women, are so were so willing to share their stories. I have goalies from the 1950s that shared their story in the book, so it, it's really fun. Lou Nanny's in the book. Um, oh my lord! Michael, Michael Russo's in the book this this time. So I, it, I've been very fortunate, but the, I think they want they want to thank their moms. They want to, you know, they want to thank the people that helped them with their career. And what a, what a special way to do it too. I mean, this is like it, it, it's. Well, just like you said, such a niche way way to kind of convey your hockey fandom, your like your stories, and uh, I I mean I I'd be so proud if I had my mom's you know hockey story published in a book. You know I I mean my mom's done some pretty questionable or crazy stuff like you know at a hockey game, and I know a lot of hockey moms that have done some. some some silly stuff uh, during the game as well, you know. So to be able to like really depict this in such a great way is like I don't know. I I, I love to see it. Yeah, it, it's been uh, really fun. I um, there's just so many great stories in there. I I hope everybody enjoys them. Oh, absolutely. All right. So Mike Arruzzioni said that hockey moms weren't hockey moms back when he was around, but you guys are hockey moms now and you have your own little hockey mom culture so what is it like being a hockey mom do you i mean is are you used to it now do you still you know show up with the same energy do you lose any energy as it goes on what what is it like i've never i've always been on the cheering side yeah I'm pretty high energy, or, or, and so is my, my son, who is now coaching our local high school team. Uh, he's actually the assistant varsity coach, I should say. Um, and so I go and support him and watch him on the bench. So, um, boy, if somebody starts bad-mouthing that coach, they better not. I better not be within the earshot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're going to drop the hockey mom gloves. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. You got it. Awesome. Um well, with that being said, hockey moms can get out of hand. They can get crazy. What is the craziest thing that you think you've seen at a game, an event, been a part of? You know, you are absolutely right. And I, I think that's one reason I wanted to write the book is to let people know that all hockey moms are not to bang on the glass, yell at the ref, and get kicked out. Um, however, I was part of a situation like that. Um, Jeremy was not a tall player. Jeremy was short, played center, but was very, very quick. Um, and he was pitted up against some very tall guy. And, and that tall guy's mom was literally the one banging on the glass. And she's pretty much yelling, kill him, take him out. And I'm like, wait, what? That's that's not nice. I'm know? pretty sure this is just youth hockey, if I remember correctly. This is youth hockey. Uh, so she was just very, very obnoxious. Well, Jeremy would end up, I think he scored on the kid twice. He got around him and put the puck in the net or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, the parents were patting me on the back. Oh, good job. You just blah, blah, blah. So she figured out who I was. Well, she turned around and looked at me and literally did the 
finger in the eye thing like oh. what is that you know so then i just sat there and thought okay so game was over and they won the other team won so i'm like okay it's over no big deal so i get up on to walk out and she turns around she's i'm waiting for you okay so i literally sat down and my girlfriend went out into the hallway i didn't want to be that mom that i preach not to be don't be that mom that picks a fight and that you know the big loud mouth kind of thing and make a scene in front of all these young kids i i didn't want to do that so i told my girlfriend i'm not going out i'm not going out there so she said i'll handle it so she goes out and walks up to this lady and says you are dang lucky my friend had decided not to come out here so I, 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 after that, the next day rolls around. It's a tournament. We're up north. I don't remember where. And my friends are there, and they play for Edina. So I go to watch the Edina game first, and there she is again. Only she's like three seats behind me. And I, I didn't say anything, and I sat down. I'm talking to my girlfriend. All of a sudden, I'm having popcorn thrown at me or whatever it was. Are you serious? And she's just crazy. And... Um, <laughs> she stood up and she she started yelling, swearing nasty words and said, that's the blah, 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 that son that did this and did that. The arena manager came up and sat next to me and he said, do you want me to throw her out? And I said, oh, I'm okay, I'm fine, I can handle it. And he said, no, give me a reason to throw her out. I have wanted one all weekend. Oh, wow. I said, yeah, take it. I said, take her out. So she got escorted That's out. awesome. Just coming to you. Just just say the word, please. I just need somebody yeah, to say. <laughs> yeah. And it's, that's, that is crazy. Just at a youth hockey game or tournament, I mean, kids out there playing, having fun, and parents just taking wow. it way too serious. And, you know, you did mention, like, there is that sort of to- toxic yeah, parent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, there, just like you said, there there is like this toxic element for you know uh, sports moms and dads. Like, uh, do you kind of feel like the book was a way to kind of curb that um, that kind of ideal, like where you know, yeah, we we do get a little uh, riled up, but you know, most of us aren't that like toxic type of parent. Right. Right. I had. One story on my daughter's team, my daughter played defense, and um, the goalie's dad, our goalie's dad, was standing behind me, and he was constantly putting our own team down, just yelling quite loudly to where the other team was looking at him. It was very embarrassing, and then he just started, you know, in on my daughter, and I stood up. My husband kind of looks at me, and I said, I'm fine. And I went to the concession stand and I bought a hot dog and I put everything on this hot dog. And I walked back to this gentleman and I said, here you go. And I handed him the hot dog and he reached for it and said, well, thank you. And I looked at him and I said, put this in your mouth. I don't want to hear another word out of you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sit down, shut up and eat. And pretty much. And I never heard another word out of him. That's so funny. Like, I- what a what a like what a creative and interesting way to you know 
just like it's it's not combative. It's but it, like it gets the point across. It's like, man, you're you're acting like a bit of a jackass, and uh, all right. of us around are like, you know, kind of face palming, like being embarrassed for you. You know, yeah. so that yeah, that's incredible. I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, with the, like, hockey mom culture, like, when you first started, you know, going to games and uh, taking your kids to games, kind of, like, what did you learn about yourself and, like, you know, well, hockey moms? Oh, what did I learn about myself? Um, that, now that's really a good question. I really threw myself into the helpful mode. Um, there was one mom, I, we, and we bonded, and we're still really good friends to this day. She had two boys that played with my son, and she was there alone. And I would just jump in and try and help tie skates, or, you know, I, was, I just wanted to be helpful any way I could. So I did learn that I just wanted to be involved, I wanted to be helpful, I wanted to make the program a success, and I don't know if I really knew that about myself before. Right on, yeah. I mean, and, and that's kind of like when in, when in the situation, like what will you do, you know? And, and that's cool to find out. Like, yeah, I just want to be a part of this, you know. I, I you yeah. know, I, I I love my kids. I want them to have fun. But in if I'm involved, then I can have fun too. Correct. Absolutely. Right on, Jody. So, what are your future plans here? I mean, being a hockey mom, do you want to keep continue writing and sharing stories and putting that out there is there another project you want to tackle tell us a little bit what the future may have in store yeah that's a good question too nobody knows we'll have to see how this second edition does um i did have a little creative difference with my publisher um because i know we did the first edition um and then we jumped into the second edition and i actually wanted to put Hockey moms aren't crazy. Well, maybe just a little bit. Second period. Oh, awesome. You know, like the second edition. And my publisher really isn't a hockey guy. And he goes, oh, nobody's going to understand what that means. It's got, I'm not going to put that on there. I went, wait a minute. Everybody knows what second period is. If they're, that buys this book. And he's like, no. He said, well, that means they're going to want to get the first edition. And that's not available anymore. And I said, well, yeah, you can't go back to the first period, so I'm not following you here. Right. <laughs> but I never did get, I never got him to understand that. <laughs> well, yeah, we move on 20 minutes at a time here, period to period. Right. So we'll see how well this one does. I would would not mind doing another one if I can get more creative stories, and and uh, we'll just have to yeah, see. Yeah, no, I mean, I, def- I hope so, because, I mean, I can't wait to dig into this one and read more about some of these just incredible players telling stories about their moms giving thanks telling funny stories i think it's an incredible idea i want it to go forever because i know what hockey moms are like so i know that it is a hilarious time most of the time and just find out exactly how crazy hockey moms really are you find out a lot about your mom when you go play your first couple hockey games yeah well, yeah yeah <laughs> Well, uh, Jody, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, where, uh, before we before we say goodbye, uh, where can we find you on social medias? Where can we find the uh, find this amazing book? And yeah, just uh, give us a little shout out and where we can find you and follow you for future uh, f- future endeavors, if you will. Oh, thank you, and absolutely. 
Um, I'm all over social media. My Facebook page is Hockey Moms Aren't Crazy, and I think there's over 21,000 followers there. Um, I'm on Twitter. It's Hockey Mom underscore Jody. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, you just Google me, I'll pop up. <laughs> and you can, right now the book is available on, on Amazon for a pre-order. It'll be released around mid-October. Um, otherwise, all gift and bookstores should have them. And I tell people, if you can't find them in your book and gift store, ask them, they'll get it in. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, like most most places will order order those in for you. So yeah, I don't be don't be afraid to ask for it if you can. I mean, obviously you'll be able to find it on Amazon. But yeah, if you're out there looking for it, hockey bombs aren't crazy. Well, maybe a little is ready for order. Um, so yeah, would you like to send any shout outs, some hellos to the the uh, fans back home or anything like that? Oh, gosh, not really. <laughs> Actually, I do want to say hi. <laughs> I know, funny. I do want to say hi to Susan Sheridan. Um, she is the aunt of Jordan Greenway, and she is an amazing person. Awesome, yeah. And Well, I, 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 I got to say thank you to you for, like, making this amazing niche kind of uh, outlet for other, other people to grab onto and maybe understand a little bit more about another exciting aspect and it pretty damn interesting aspect of hockey. So thank you so much for what you're doing, and we're really excited for what what's going to come next, the second edition. And yeah, just thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. I'm really honored. Nick, you got anything to say for me? Nope. Just check out the Hockey Moms Aren't Crazy book coming. If you can't remember when it's dropping, just remember she's smart enough to drop it during the beginning of hockey season. <laughs> Yeah, so I gotta say thank you to Jody. Um, obviously, uh, uh, thank you to Dave Zamboni for our weekly Dave Zamboni's pick. And uh, like I said, check uh, check Jody out on Amazon, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. You got socials. Uh, hit the Zambonis up on Bandcamp and Facebook. Uh, thank you to the Hockey Focus, our incredible hockey podcast network. Where they have so many incredible, incredible hockey podcasts. Go give them a follow. Give everybody uh, on there a listen. Um, and thank you to the listeners. And without further ado, I think uh, we'll see you on the bench next time. So until then, be horse. Later. Try the damn thing, see what happens.